Hello there, welcome to the Fintech Prompt Podcast, a hub of extensive discussions on fintech-related topics, including but not limited to law and policy development, innovation, career transitions to fintech, and the abounding controversies. I am your host, Vivian Udora. This is episode four, and we're discussing owning crypto in Nigeria. The topic of cryptocurrency has caught the attention of everyone. At every corner, someone is talking about it. Cryptocurrencies um, and exchanges continue to emerge and the ambiguities are staring us in the face. Now, crypto to many individuals and even companies has become part of investment portfolios. And even in some countries, it has become the legal tender particularly in El Salvador. Now, all these is to state that the topic has garnered a lot of popularity in the world. Within Nigeria, there's been a proliferation of crypto-related activities and ownership. Now, before we go in depth about this, we will, as usual, lay foundation by defining what crypto is and how it functions. Now, according to Professor Iwa Salami, a cryptocurrency is a digital representation of value that is not centrally issued or administered, but can also be converted to fiat currency. Others also consider crypto as a type of digital currency because it has been used as a medium of exchange for goods and services. Now, there are thousands of cryptocurrencies that exist, with the most popular ones being Bitcoin, Ether, there is also Litecoin. This is less than a drop in the ocean of cryptocurrencies. Now, it's important to note that crypto is not the same thing as a central bank digital currency. In episode one, I made reference to this difference. You can go and listen to it for a more detailed explanation. But for the purpose of this episode, a central bank digital currency is a digital representation of fiat money issued by a country while crypto is privately um, issued. There's also a subset of crypto known as stable coins and the value of stable coins are um, pegged on the value of fiat currency with the most popular one being tether which is pegged to the value of the us dollar so how does um crypto operate and where does it operate it operates on the blockchain and the blockchain is a distributed record keeping system that is immutable and as stated earlier there are many types of cryptos so we are going to use one um crypto Bitcoin here to explain the operations um, of crypto on the blockchain. The process of creating one Bitcoin is what is referred to as mining. When transactions occur on the Bitcoin blockchain, it has to be verified in order to be, um, to be added on the network. The process of this uh, verification is left open to people across the network. Now, this verification is based on rules that are referred to as consensus protocols. Whoever is able to verify this transaction is rewarded with a coin. Now, this method of validation or verification is what it's called uh, the proof of work. The method, otherwise known as a consensus protocol as i've stated earlier varies from crypto to crypto so whilst in the bitcoin you have proof of work in the ethereum um, on the ethereum blockchain you have the proof of stake if you want a more detailed podcast on 
how crypto works, including the factors that influence um, the change in prices daily, let me know in the comments. And if you're listening to this on Apple or Spotify, you can follow the link in the show notes to the website and leave your comments. Onto the crux of this episode, uh, cryptocurrency in Nigeria gained a lot of popularity. I did some digging regarding statistics on crypto in Nigeria. And according to the Finder Cryptocurrency Adoption Index, Nigeria had the highest rate of crypto ownership in the world in October 2021 um, with about 24.2%. According to Statista, um, Nigeria at some point was also, or generally really, has remained second to the US in um, crypto trading. If this is the case, then all is well, right? I mean, Nigeria is is quite um, a global co- contender in the crypto world. Well, not really. In a circular dated uh, February 5th, 2021, the CBN reminded banks and other financial and non-bank financial institutions that dealing in crypto or facilitating payments for crypto exchanges is prohibited. And this is not the first time that such a secular is being circulated in the industry. The Central Bank of Nigeria has been averse to cryptocurrencies for, um, for a while now. It's also important to note that uh, these organizations, so the banks and non-banking financial, non-bank financial institutions, pardon me, were also instructed to close accounts of people who were facilitating such payments. So you may be wondering why this uh, instruction was made. If we go back to the 2021 circular, it was stated there that crypto finances terrorism and encourages money laundering. But beyond what was written on paper, let's cast um, our minds to the events in 2020, um, October 2020, which may ring a bell. This month, so October 2020, there was the NSAS protest, which was a protest primarily against police brutality. When accounts of protesters were frozen during this protest, people turned to crypto to donate and support the protesters. In fact, um, Jack Dorsey of Twitter stated or called for Bitcoin donations um, during this protest. So one of the main issues is that of control. Cryptocurrency has been designed in a way that is inimical to centralization therefore a country cannot take ownership or control um cryptocurrency quite frankly there are advantages and major disadvantages to this but has this affected crypto trading and ownership has has the secular of 2021 affected it yes but only to an extent if your accounts were closed following and the uh, secular however people have found a way around this to continue their crypto activities. And one popular, very popular method is the P2P or peer-to-peer method. And with this, what happens is um, whoever wants to purchase uh, Bitcoin, for example, can make a uh, a transfer of the Naira equivalent to the person that's transferring Bitcoin. So this does not operate in the traditional sense on exchanges where you can pay directly from your bank accounts because banks have been prohibited from facilitating this. 
Now, if you're caught by your bank doing this, you may risk your account being closed. And that is why I refer to this method as the underground method, because it comes with a lot of anxiety and worries, to be honest, coupled with the volatility in the crypto industry as well. But has this um, stopped people from um, or dampened the crypto trading in Nigeria? No, no, it hasn't. Um, if you, if the uh, stats I provided earlier are anything <laughs> to um, imagine, one can even say that the secular did not do much. Now, this brings me to another uh, section just to talk about the effect of the secular. Um, so, yes, the secular affects banks um, and non-bank uh financial institutions just pretty much within the financial sector it does not affect um individuals so an individual is not a is not criminalized for dealing in crypto it's not an offense a secular cannot create an offense an offense um, is created by law which you know primary legislation in addition, Nigeria operates a democracy, so a secular cannot um, criminalize individuals for owning crypto. This being said, the fact that the ta uh, secular targets banks and other um, related institutions that house accounts of individuals, it, it kind of affects, not a kind of, it affects individuals really. So indeed, the secular has restricted and uh, made crypto trading really uh, more complex than it is in other countries should these restrictions remain no i don't think it should remain i i believe that uh, cryptocurrency and the industry in general should be regulated um, under the auspices of the securities and exchange commission in nigeria so what I mean by that is that it should be regulated as an investment rather than force people to go underground and transact in cryptocurrencies. Investor protection is always going to be an issue because it's a driving and has always been a driving force um, for the Securities and Exchange Commission. However, with crypto, there is only an extent to which investors may be protected. For example, they cannot be protected against the steep volatility um, in, in the industry. So I hope that regulation for this is put in place because at the end of the day, law is meant to interact. Law is meant, law is not one that exists in, in a vacuum. It's meant to interact with the people that it is to serve um, whilst bringing in order and preventing chaos. But uh, it then becomes a problem when the law is not serving or giving what it's meant to give. <laughs> so I, I believe that regulation is needed and necessary. But till then, P2P or peer-to-peer -peer method is it continues to be an option. It's something that cannot be controlled because you cannot always monitor every single transaction each individual does to another because it could be for anything really. So that is always going to be a problem. And that is one area that the, the central bank cannot have supervision. Even the banks, commercial banks cannot have um, supervision on each and every transaction that happens every day. Now, beyond the P2P method, I, I believe there's also one method that is not talked about enough and does not involve money. <laughs> and that is actually participating in um, upcoming 
cryptocurrencies. As I mentioned a lot earlier, there are about 6,000 really. There are just very few that are in the exchanges, but there are so many cryptocurrencies. And these cryptocurrencies have to go through stages before they become valued on the exchange. In the process of going through those stages, they, they usually give out uh, coins, crypto coins for free um, to, to participants in the network. And the whole point of this is to just grow their network. So in the process of, of going through those stages, people that participate get free coins if and when they become valued on the, on the exchange or, or, or valued or on any exchange, then the coins that you have amassed as being a participant can then be exchanged for money. So in that sense, you're not, um, you're not, uh, putting, pressure on yourself you're not anxious it's it's kind of a an if and when thing if it doesn't happen that's fine um so yes when you start having to pay money to crypto coins especially ones that are still upcoming there you're easily susceptible to scams there are so many crypto scams that have happened and to save yourself you need to really know if you're protected i keep saying if you're legally protected because now in nigeria people that um trade in crypto really are not protected because it's not regulated so if there's fraud or if there's terrorism or anything related to your crypto trading you are not protected under the law so it's something that people always have to keep um in mind when when trading in crypto in nigeria this brings us to the end of this episode and just as a disclaimer everything that has been discussed in this episode is just that discussion it's not um to serve as any professional advice please meet your relevant professional for related advice and in line with our announcements on our newsletter that we are introducing crypto policy and regulation series this is just a teaser of what you can expect um it's going to be that series is going to be distributed on our newsletter it's not going to be on a podcast like i've just discussed but issues that have to do with policies regulations um and a little bit of analysis will, will will come to play and we intend to cover several countries because we we believe that people that want to engage in crypto um investments may not be aware of policies and regulations in place and that also would not serve as professional advice. It would just serve um, informative purposes and discussion purposes as well. So please um, let me know your thoughts. If you have not subscribed, please subscribe. If you have not shared, please share. And if you've not also subscribed to our newsletter, please do so, so that future information and um, series that we post about will be delivered directly in your inbox and it's all for free right now so take advantage of that um it's been great creating this episode and just uh, digging and researching so i will see you in the next episode till then stay curious